Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's Andy and James, as usual, outside the huddle with our week 18 review. James, are you well? Yeah, well, it's a bit strong, but um, I'm okay. I've got a little bit of a cold. I'm not quite as nasally, maybe. I'll let you lot decide. <laughs> How have you been, mate? I'm all right. As we were saying before we press go, the um, COVID is, has penetrated my house, but uh, couldn't get me. Couldn't take me down, so... Um, <laughs> I think I've dodged it again. We shall see. Just a bit for perspective for the listeners mm. who obviously can't see you, Andy. Mm. <clears throat> you are the hoodie this week. I am. I'm very cold in here because this is our <laughs> spare room. And the window broke um, quite recently. So it doesn't quite shut all the way. So it's pretty bloody cold up here, you know. Oh, You're on the second floor first, Andy. Oh, second, and I'm in the north as well, and we, we get proper cold up here, mate. I, was, <laughs> I thought you was going to say, well, you know, people will climb up to get in that window. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm safe enough. Um, anyway, mate, that's that's it for us regular season nobodies. Yeah, I know. You get to look Ooh. forward to the draft now, and a new head coach, and a new GM. Oh, that's what we'll, you wanted, right? We'll get to that, we'll get to that. But yeah, it's it's... It's flown by, hasn't it? And it was a it was a mad week as well to finish it up. So, what we're going to do here is we're just going to, unfortunately for those people whose teams are out of it, you're not getting a mention tonight. Uh, we're just going to focus on what mattered. And as always, we've we've roped a guest in. Uh, nice to have him back on the show. Enjoyed last time you were here, and it's course charges fan Lee Wakefield. Lee, good to see you again, mate. Yeah, it's nice. Nice to be here. Not sure if it's going to be good discussing what we're going to discuss. Mm. But yeah, good to see you both again. It's been, it's nice to be back. I felt that introduction did you a bit of disservice, to be honest, because you, first of all, just, just saying you was on was fine, but to say the Chargers fan. Right? Well, just, it's nice to... Just no need. I'm a Chargers fan. I'm a proud Chargers fan still. You know? <laughs> i still go with that. <laughs> Strong shoulders. Yeah, it has to be. Has to be. It's never simple, is it? It's never easy being a Chargers fan. So. That that is very true. <laughs> Suffering is a big part of this sport. Uh, God, I know. Um, but I didn't really. I thought there was no better place to start than the biggest result of the weekend, which was, of course, the Lions beating the Packers. <laughs> massive. Yeah, you've huge. just gone back against everything about this whole episode. That, that was <laughs> that was the only one that mattered. The Lions have just they just beat quality teams. I mean, I'm sure we're going to get into the other team as well, but considering that the number one and number two have started the season well, they've literally they've finished the season as they want to start it. So, very good from the line. Lions are great, though. It wasn't even like the Packers rested a ton of players. They did at the end, but they was losing anyway. So, very impressive. No, you're, you're right. That one doesn't matter. But we'll we'll kick it off with the Colts because <laughs> can you remember last week when I said, you know, the. Uh, they went into that. They were going into that weekend still in control of their own destiny. All they had to do was beat the Jags. They'll beat the Jags. Um, they managed to lose and lose rather convincingly as well. Yeah, I, I, I think going into the game, they have lost in Jacksonville quite a few times now. I think they're maybe over three against them in the last three games, or certainly in Jacksonville. So you could sort of say maybe there was. Yeah, it was coming in some ways, but no way did you see that happening. Mm. Not in a game when they need to win it and the Jags literally going to go on their holidays. So impressive, though. The Jags played fairly well. You know, if they played like that all year, it would have been a bit better, would it? But yeah, the Colts, just it's like they wasn't ready. It's hard to assess it because it's easy to go, oh, Carson Wentz wasn't very good. Jonathan Taylor wasn't very good. It just felt like no one played that well in this game. 
not win the, in a big spot where they needed it. They all just didn't turn up. Yeah, they, they they kept you know they did a job on Taylor really didn't they? And they got after Wentz as well. He got he got sacked quite a bit, but it's just been that's just been indie, hasn't it? This season, when you think back to the we we've kind of championed them up as much as we could because we both bet on them, but they've had those little spells where you think oh they've got it together, then they will lose to a team you would never think they would lose to, and obviously it's it's been very very costly this time. It's a it's a really 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 bizarre one because. It's a win and you get in against a team that, well, still did hold the number one pick and still does. And you think, you know, come on, I know it's going away and things like that. And they look like, as James said, it's, they don't have a great record there recently. But if you got offered that at the start of the season, that is about as good as it's going to get, really, isn't it? And I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to throw too many stones here, obviously, and we'll come on to our game later on. But <laughs> that, that is pretty shocking that they, they couldn't overcome that. And it's like you say, the Jags, as you've yeah, I mean, I know that like tanking isn't truly a thing for the players because obviously they want to play for the next contract and the next season and a job and things like that. But they almost played themselves out of the first pick. You know, they, obviously Detroit went and win as you kind of said, Andy. But they they weren't they didn't have anything to play for. They had less to they had more to lose for. Um, if you see what I'm saying, so we had to lose the like the, the Jags by 15 points. That's pretty shocking when it's a win and get in situation. And it was never close either. Yeah. No, 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 it wasn't. They was almost out of it from the first drive from Lawrence. It just never really got in it. And yeah. they've only got themselves to blame. Strange, isn't it? The Jags wait to week 18 <laughs> to, to just produce a really competent overall performance. It was like the tidiest game Lawrence has had by, by some distance. Everything just worked for them. Um, they could have won by more, I think. Maybe a sign of things to come, eh, Jags fans? Maybe you'll rip it up next year. Yeah, it might have, they might get four Probably not. next year. <laughs> <laughs> Really disappointing from the Colts, but yeah, what, what can you do? It's another bet we're not winning, James. One of many. I forgot about that. I tried to blank it out, but yeah, you know, <laughs> out. I'm back to being depressed again. Um, oh, NFC West. So we we the divisional winner was still to be decided going into that week. Um, Cardinals and the Rams both end up losing. Rams go down to 49ers. They got through poor season. Have a quick look at the Cardinals, though. Um, finished the season 11-6. and six. They came flying out the blocks in the, like, the one the first seven. They missed Murray for quite a bit. They've missed Hopkins for even longer. They were, a month ago, apparently the statistical data said they were 95% nailed on to win that division. And they've had quite the collapse. Yeah, it's definitely... Uh... The, the fire's burnt out. It's just burnt out, really. I think losing a couple of key players has really hurt them. But, you know, when they were 7-0 and and everyone was championing them, I don't think anyone believed this was going to happen. Mm. And and they have had their issues. Like, Kyle and Murray, it's hard to lose a starting quarterback and still carry it, the momentum going. And they kind of did, though. They, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they won two of their three, I think, with... Um, is, is it Colt McCoy? Colt McCoy, the, yeah. the, the, the legend, Colt McCoy. You know, they won two or three of that. And you was thinking, okay, that's fine. That's all they need to do. They've done the hard work. Now it's just finish it off. And then Kyler's come back and, you know, understandably it takes a week or two. But he's he's had moments and he's, you know, he's starting to show signs that he's getting back to where he was. But it's just the fact that his playmakers around him are either injured again or they're, obviously Hopkins not being as massive. And, yeah, it just feels like, it feels like it's a mixture of them not obviously reaching that peak. They've reached their peak. They're not there now. And then they're trying to get used to missing those two or three key weapons. And it's going to be hard. Now they've got to go, obviously, to the Rams in the playoffs. So 
all of a sudden everyone was like, yep, I can see them winning the Super Bowl. I can see them at least getting there. And now it's like, I don't fancy them at all. So that's a bit extreme. Definitely. This, I mean, the way that division is, the way, obviously, the results went this week as well, the Cardinals going into the Rams, you just know it won't be straightforward. But the way the two teams are going in there, you would fancy the Rams out of the two, just simply because the Cardinals have been scraping through the last three or four weeks and struggling. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? I mean, obviously, the Rams beat them in the middle of December as well. Um, and that's obviously the most recent. Obviously, the Cardinals won the first game. But to to kind of have that in recent memory, I think, is is a bit of a shocker. And it kind of plays into the point that I was going to, going to kind of come on to is with the Cardinals, for me, I feel like they've not been kind of for real in my mind all year. And it's obviously, like you said, they jumped out to a great like, record to begin with. And they obviously started on fire. But firstly, they've obviously peaked at the wrong time, which obviously you've just touched on, James. But secondly, they're not like a battle-hardened team when it comes to the playoffs. So they always had this kind of soft underbelly to me. Whereas teams who have been there and done it, like the Rams, who they're obviously going to have to face in a playoff environment, like, really, how many players on the Cardinals have played in a big game like that, in a playoff game? Because they've not been in the playoffs for quite a while, to my mind. Yeah. Someone points out that we were in, like, a couple of years ago, something like that, probably. But in my mind, they've not been in the playoffs for quite a while. They're quite a new team. They've got, obviously, some players who have been there, but not as a collective. And Cliff Kingsbury's obviously not as a head coach either. So there isn't a great deal of, like, battle-hardened experience. And it feels like the wheels have fallen off at the wrong time. And they're just going to probably go out with a bit of a whimper on the weekend. Lee, what's your opinion on Cliff King- Kingsbury? Are you, you know, think he's solid? He's decent? Is there anything? You're cons- I mean, I've heard, I've heard so many different mixed opinions about him. And even when those seven eight people, I'm still not convinced about him. And I thought that was a bit harsh at the time. But now, I'm not so sure. He, he, it's one of those, isn't it, where he came off the back of the McVeigh thing where everyone wanted this young, fresh, offensive head coach who, you know, can put up big numbers. And obviously, his Texas Tech teams can put up big numbers. Or they did put up big numbers, but they didn't get results. Yeah, like he can run an offense for sure, but as a head coach, obviously he's inexperienced. Sorry, and he, from what I've seen, I don't watch Cardinals every week, so Cardinals fans might tell, tell me I'm incorrect on this. But to me, he doesn't seem to like manage the game well. He seems to like people are always talking about him making mistakes with like clock management and things like that. So I think obviously again, I'm trying not to throw too many stones with considering the media narrative France around the charges after that game. But um, you know, with with that, again, it just kind of plays into the point that I was just making a minute ago. It feels like they all just need a bit more experience in the in the kind of big games and towards the end of the season when you need to kind of like peak at the right time. So jury's still out and, you know, the Cardinals have obviously had a good season. I don't think it can be kind of berated too much because obviously he's done a lot of good things and the way they've built that team has obviously worked. We've getting in a lot of veteran presence and things like that, people who've been there and done it. They've obviously drafted pretty decently as well, but him as a head coach, a jury start, I think. And next year with the, the telltale, can they come back? Because we know that about 50% of the teams who have a good season in the NFL don't repeat that. So can they come back, win another 10 games plus and be in the same position next year, challenging the Rams and potentially the 49ers for the division? Yeah, yeah I mean, James, you'll have seen this possibly because I know you're in the group where it was shared, but... Um... Apparently, Zach Ertz is central to to a lot of things um, because somebody pointed this out to us during the week. Before signing Zach Ertz, the Cardinals were five and zero. After they signed him, their record was five and six. While Ertz was at the Eagles, their record was two and four. Since he left, they're seven and four. So, oh, I'll tell you what, the Eagles so, fans. Oh, all his fault. <laughs> And I mean, given the Carson Wentz situation, they're laughing. Obviously, they're laugh- loving absolutely that situation. They've just got their top 20 draft pick 
and they're in the playoffs. And obviously, Carson Wentz and the Colts are. So yeah, they're in they're in cloud nine at the moment. <laughs> For now, hopefully. What about the Rams though? Because obviously, you know, they top the division twelve and five. They're going to play the Cardinals. Um, we mentioned last week, James, that there was some history with Shanahan having something over McVeigh. Um, Five and I, it was. That, 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 came, that came out again. I mean, you know, they lost, they've lost this. They lost their star running back start of the season. They lost Woods during the season. And you and Peter said last week you were in agreement that they've they've won games when they haven't played well. And you know, in that's always a good thing. It's always spun as a good thing in in football in this country, isn't it? If you can win when you're playing badly, then then yeah. that's great. But they've got to take that. They've got to try and spin that into the biggest positive possible going into that game. It blows my mind to think they were seventeen nil up at half time at home, and it was in a game they just seemed to be in full control of. In, and to be fair, I forgot about the stat where McVeigh is never lost a game at half time, <laughs> and thank God that's now gone. But when I saw it, because basically my mate, my best mate, is trying to get into it, and he's a Leeds fan, and I know that paints a picture. He's actually quite a nice guy. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm a Leeds <laughs> oh, fan. Oh, no, I knew that. Was <laughs> oh, I knew that was <laughs> well, that says it all. That's, um, two out, that's two out of two. There's two of you. Yeah. Two of you that are nice guys. <laughs> Double disappointment then. Um, but um, yeah, so um, yeah, he's obviously because the, the owners of Leeds are 49ers as well, aren't they? So yeah. that loose fact meant for a couple of years ago he started following them. So he's been chirping at me all all year going, are they going to make the playoffs? Are they going to play the butts? Are they going to play the butts? So when we was looking at the scenarios, obviously the Saints, I said the Saints, they're not going to lose the Falcons despite all their issues. They won't lose. And then when they were 17 nil down, <laughs> I was having to tell him, you, you give up, mate. They're not coming back from this and the Saints are winning. That's it. It's over. You've let me down. The Saints are going to get in the playoffs. Um, so yeah, it's just bonkers to think that the Saints ended up obviously winning their game fairly comfortably. And they must have been thinking, we're in. We're in. Even when, even at the end, there was two minutes left, wasn't there? There was a score behind with, what, one minute, something left, no timeouts. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, people, I don't think many people believed. But yeah, it's, I don't know what it is. It's a curse. But Faye's got a Every team has their like kryptonite, don't they? The Bucks clearly have an issue with the Saints right now, oh. and then you've got the Rams who've clearly got an issue with the 49ers. And the 49ers mm. over the past two, three years have been very inconsistent since the Super Bowl, and it's a surprise because they dominate a lot of other statistics. Obviously, the halftime one, they're most of their division, but they cannot beat the 49ers. But no way in a million years, when I was 17 points down, did I see them come back winning that. I was ecstatic because obviously the Bucks are now the C two, and it also meant the Saints weren't in. But I just, yeah, never saw that coming. Yeah, we were we were saying in our full ten yards group chat, we were saying we needed a almost like a cleansing podcast with the Colts fans, the Saints fans, and the Chargers fans in the group, and we just needed to just basically talk it out because <laughs> all of us just were very very sad yesterday morning, and I was just very very tired as well. <laughs> did you did you actually stay up for that as well? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it was about 5.30 finish, I think. It was a long game. <laughs> yeah. 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 And the thing is, it's the hope that kills you as well, isn't it? The way that happened. Absolutely. Just, anyway, we'll come on to that later. We'll <laughs> I know. We're not far Every off game. that. But... <laughs> I mean, what what about the Niners then? Because I feel like, um, only because I wasn't paying enough attention, but it still feels like they've kind of snuck up on the playoffs there. But then they've won 10 games. And they've that's... always... That's They've great. always been there, haven't they? They've yeah. been in that position the whole way through, but it didn't, no one ever really believed they were... Well, they knew they was there, thereabouts. I just don't yeah. think anyone cared either way. Cause and they course. had 
they've always got injury problems. Yeah. There's always two or three big pieces missing, and then there was the whole narrative about Trey Lance. You've got people saying Trey Lance should be playing, and Jimmy's no good, and they stuck with Jimmy largely when he was fit, and yeah, he got them there. But do you think that this kind of goes against what we were saying about the Cardinals just now? Do you think that the 49ers could be peaking at the right time? Because they have like, snuck in, they've just had a big win against the Rams, and are they now a bit of a hot commodity where they can like go on and maybe shock um, you know, whoever it is they play next week? Sorry, I don't have it in front of me who they play next week. But... Yeah, they're in the Cowboys. Mm. Oh, mm, maybe not, but... I don't know. Going back to what you said a minute ago about you know the Rams and the 49ers kind of being like the 49ers being the Rams kryptonite. Some teams just have a scheme that will beat the other team almost yeah. every time, or you know the vast majority of times. No matter who the players are who are kind of operating it, you know. And the, the 49ers scheme, you know, it is a good scheme. I really like Kyle Shanahan, and I think this kind of plays into the point of you know are the 49ers kind of sneaking up on us. I think Kyle Shanahan's stock within like the media and things like that has kind of dropped a little bit. Which you know, considering quite a lot of people just kind of take on their opinions from what they hear and things like that from you know mainstream NFL media, a lot of people think, "Oh, well, Kyle Shanahan's crap now, and you know he can't coach, and 49ers are bad, and things like that." Whereas two years ago, in the Super Bowl, he was like the best thing since sliced bread, you know. And I think he's still good. He's still doing the same things. He's still running the same thing that he was doing a couple of years ago. So what's no? It's not changed that much. I don't think it's just opinion. Yeah, I was I was definitely one that was getting on his back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I that's think you're because, not the only one, you know. No, and I think the problem is that he's kind of like the media love boy, and I feel like since doing podcasts, you kind of you kind of see it more, and you kind of get more irate of it because in the last couple of years, I know he's had his injuries, but he can't like keep hiding behind injuries because it, like the Eagles had their injuries after they won a Super Bowl, and I felt like for two years, all I kept hearing about it, they had injuries and they felt really sorry for them. It's like mm. this can't keep happening, otherwise you start thinking there's a problem with the players you've got or the coaching, or whatever. Something's wrong. And it feels like the 49ers were that team. And in, in fairness, they've had similar issues this year, but they've managed to get over them a bit better this year. And he, in fair play, I, you know, four or five weeks ago, I, I think I was on the cusp of it, but I, I thought they'd fall short. But they, they, they've stepped up the defence, just playing a little bit better. And I think you're right. I think them sneaking in the back door, getting the way they won as well. Like, you start believing it's meant to be. Even if you don't necessarily believe, you just think, well, either way, we're meant to be here. We might mean to at least win a game. And before you know it, you're now one game away. So, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd want to play. I mean, you don't want to play anyone in the, in the playoffs. There's not many teams anyway. I mean, ev- everyone yeah. apart from the Steelers is good, right? So <laughs> exactly, yeah. But <laughs> the zombie team will still probably <laughs> the ghost of Big Ben in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Who let them in? Who let them in? Well, I mean, uh, this is it, isn't it? I mean, we'll. we'll I, I was going to wait until until after we'd spoke about the charges, <laughs> but mate, we do, we don't need to. I mean. We, know we don't that, need to talk about it at all, you're right. We, we know that the only thing that could have stopped the Steelers was a tie, and it was it was unbelievable that we were almost at that point. It, you know, had had it ended a tie and that had happened, it would have just been oh, the most Lord. incredible, ridiculous <laughs> end into a season. But It would have been fixed, 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 fixed. Um, but it wasn't, though. It wasn't played no, like no. that at all. It was played like in the right way, and it just nearly happened oh. just because of the circumstances. <laughs> I think... With the tie thing, and I was going to come on to this anyway, I think it got talked about so much throughout the whole week leading up to it that it like almost infected everyone's thinking to the point that everyone wanted it so much. And when it yeah. nearly happened, everyone was like, oh, well, why, why didn't that just happen then? Well, you know, <laughs> it nearly happened. You were seconds away from it. Why, you know, and that's why the whole timeout thing with Brandon Staley kind of got blown out of proportion because 
people were like, well, this is what we wanted. It was right there. This is a reason that I've been given why it didn't happen. So I'm really annoyed about it now. And it just was a load of nonsense. Like it didn't affect the Raiders one bit. No. You can, if you want to use this as your therapy session, <laughs> you can, you can, because Let's sit back and relax. I mean, you can tell us, tell us your thoughts on that, the specific game. Um, I mean, from a neutral point of view, I, I watched the extended highlights and it was, it was just insane. It was brilliant. It was brilliant uh, to watch. You finished. I'll disagree there, but yeah. Well, <laughs> it wasn't brilliant for you to watch, but I mean, you finished the season nine and eight. Last season you were seven and nine. Mm. You moved your coach on. You know you've got the makings of an absolute superstar in Herbert. You got you had some key pieces come back uh, injury wise, but this season has it been about the level of improvement you were expecting? Has it exceeded your expectations? Are you a little bit disappointed? Disappointed considering obviously you're seconds away mm. from actually going to the playoffs because. What I've been saying for a few weeks now to friends, podcasts, whoever was kind of willing to listen, was I don't expect to win the Super Bowl this year. You know, it's not a realistic expectation, but I want to get in the playoffs just so that Justin Herbert and the young paces around can feel the playoffs. A little bit like what I was talking about with, with Arizona a second ago. Get into the playoffs, have a bit of adversity, lose, it comes back, fires you up for next season you then become a little bit battle-hardened from it, to use my phrase from, from earlier on. But they just missed out on that. So then next year, hopefully when they do make it, are they in that position? Are you a little bit behind the curve sort of thing? So from that perspective, like quite disappointed. I thought before the season that they were on for a 10-11 win season. So, you know, maybe slightly, you know, slightly disappointed from that point of view as well. But then you take into consideration covid which kind of put a bit of a random chance on quite a few games and things like that and i know that the texans had a billion injuries as well and covid covid injuries you know but that game would have been probably different if it was a healthy game if that those protocols that were brought in a week after were brought in the week before christmas and things like that i don't know but you know again it's kind of going off track a little bit but you know then they had um just some just some difficulties just getting over that and it, it's really difficult because you bring in a first year head coach with a second year qb how much expectation can you put on? Maybe was I too a bit, bit too optimistic to begin with? So I don't know. I do feel disappointed, probably in the circumstances as well. I was very tired, very grumpy yesterday, as you can imagine, up till 5.30 watching the, the full game. And uh, yeah, I probably am a bit disappointed, especially in the circumstances. But um, like you said before, the, the team is in, in good position. There's a boatload of cap space. There's some young pieces. Um, you know, there's not too many expiring contracts that we need to take care of as well, you know, from for big players. So, you know, maybe we'll just one or two. But, you know, so hopefully big things come in. We've shown that we can kind of uh, dance with the Chiefs and we've beaten them earlier on the season. It's a shame we didn't get part three, you know, in a week's time, although that was ruled out when the Colts lost. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it is disappointing, I guess, yeah. But there's, there's hope for the future for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest point we've said on the podcast last, well, last few weeks at least, it's just the defense, like the the the, the reason why you got to nine eight and the difference of getting ten or eleven, maybe twelve wins would be that defense take that step forward. Yeah, and it's his, his first year head coach, so it, you know, I, at the start of the year, I did think it, I, people were getting a bit carried away with themselves, but it did feel like with him, given his background, that that would be that next step because it's got enough. You've got a few playmakers there, 
and he just wanted to take that next step. I don't feel like they showed some signs, but then they just mm. just fell back, especially against the run. I mean, they were as bad as anyone really towards the end yeah. of the season. So. Yeah, and, not, and that's ultimately what cost them in the end of the game because obviously without that, that long run, then you know yeah. the Raiders kicking a what would it have been a fifty-seven yard? I mean, Daniel Carson's <laughs> an amazing kicker, so he probably would have made it anyway. But like, it's a more pressurized kick than a thirty, whatever it was in the end. I mean, yeah, the defence, again, going back to Andy's question, the defence has been pretty disappointing. Like you say, Brandon said they had the number one defence in you know, with the Rams last year. Um, was it going to ever be a complete kind of just lift it up from here and put it in there and it's going to have the same result? Probably not, because the Rams obviously had the personnel to do it. They've had Wade Phillips beforehand, whereas obviously you're transitioning from Gus Bradley's defence, which is pretty outdated now to a new style of defence that's completely different with a different front and things like that. And really, I don't think we really have the pieces to do it. Like, we don't have enough up front in the front seven to kind of do that. The roster's super top-heavy, like, say, there's some stars. But after that, some in some positions, it's pretty bad. And that, that showed up when the COVID injuries started coming in the secondary and things like that. So, yeah, there's a whole bunch of things. But going back to what I said a minute ago about the being hope for the future, with 11 draft picks and 70 odd million in cap space you know a good off season getting the right additions in you'd hope to think that it can look a little bit more like the rams defense did last year than the Chargers did this season if you see what i mean that's fair yeah i mean if you do that it could be untouchable to be fair yeah and then it's, it's looking a real problem because obviously the offense has been great all season and obviously like you said we've got a superstar quarterback now that's come back from you know everyone saying it's going to be a sophomore slump and things like that and it's not happened and you know, now you go into the season next season. Because right at the beginning of the season, I was thinking, oh, there is a chance that he might regress a bit, but he's not. And that's brilliant yeah, yeah. because now you're looking forward to seeing it every Sunday and it's an absolute pleasure. <laughs> so at least there's, <laughs> there's that to look forward to, if nothing else. It's, um, I mean, that, it, he, he stood out watching, like I say, I watched the extended highlights. You can't help but just be be transfixed by, by watching him. But particularly towards the end, and I know, I know these kids have pressure during their college careers as well. It's, it's huge, so they're not they're not you know brand new to to a pressurized situation. But the amount of times towards the end you were you were third and long, fourth and long, and he just emptied the backfield and he just put the team on his shoulders and he was just fizzing balls into mm. people and, and converting these downs. It was absolutely incredible to watch um, someone still relatively inexperienced and you just think like god willing he stays fit he's just going to be absolutely incredible yeah absolutely i mean yeah i'll, I'll kind of take it a step further like you say he, he was converting fourth downs third downs in the fourth quarter of game on the line season on the line and usually with max crosby about to absolutely rip him too <laughs> as well because Storm norton wasn't having a great game at right tackle so yeah to do that and and just to come back you know time after time on that final drive just to keep the season alive was Absolutely magical because, like, throughout the the first three quarters, I'm going to say, I wasn't very pleased with how the game was going, you know. And then he just turned it on, and he's been incredible in the fourth quarter all season for his like his whole career, actually taking it a little bit further back. And just to know that you have that in your arsenal when you are looking pretty much down and out, and then you know you've you've always got a chance really. And I was talking with uh, Kieran. I know you you'll know our Kieran from Full Ten Yards quite well. Um, I was talking with him um, prior to recording our podcast this week, and we were talking about the AFC and like this new era of quarterbacks in the AFC now. You know, we get to watch, or you know, Chargers fans, Chiefs fans get to watch Patrick Mahomes and Herbert twice a year. 
for the next 10 years. And even if you're not a fan, that's you know, a sight to behold. Got Joe Burrow, Allen, Lamar. Look at the AFC, it's going to be incredible. Like some of the playoff battles that are going to be you know, this season and beyond in the AFC between these young quarterbacks are just going to be incredible. And it's, it's, you know, it'll have the asinine uh, Twitter conversations like we've seen between Bengals fans and Chargers fans recently over Burrow, and that'll go on forever. Obviously, it's a bit like the Messi-Ronaldo debate. It's completely <laughs> pointless. Why don't we just enjoy these players? Because they're, they're, they're all absolutely incredible. And it's, it's great. You know, like I said, I'm really disappointed about how the season's finished, really disappointed with the game. Um, I'm thankful to you guys not asking me too many tough questions about the game. That's just, just allowing me to kind of say what I want and not ask me too many difficult questions. But, yeah, just to kind of know that Herbert's going to be the quarterback for the Chargers for the next 10 years just gives you ultimate hope. And it's like almost thinking, well, one day surely he'll get one, right? Because <laughs> we can't go Philip Rivers and Justin Herbert and not get a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that logic works, definitely. I think that's how it works in the NFL. <laughs> But what about James? I mean, we won't make we won't make Lee do, but you know, <laughs> we we can't sit here and not give credit where it's due. The chart, uh, the Raiders rather. They've got, oh for sure, yeah. No, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd definitely join on that. Yeah, they've got through, and in light of a very very strange season for them as well, uh, we, we've touched on several times about their problems off the field, and they got off to a quick start, and then. They had a bit of a stumble. They'd, they'd kind of win three, lose two, win two, lose two. And every time they lost one or two, we kind of said, oh, well, this is it. This is this is the Raiders that we were all expecting. And lo and behold, their running back, who's done sweet FA all season, <laughs> has the game of his life when the season's on the line. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not just this game, is it? But they've done... Fantastic to even be in this position. Ooh. I mean, they've gone through some of the stuff that a lot of teams would just never come back from. And who's in your head coach? It's, it's, we're not talking about football teams over here where quite often the head coach goes and then the team plays better because they've got rid of whatever. They've got what they wanted usually. Mm. It doesn't work like that in the NFL. You do get one or two results, but generally it falls apart after a while. People work them out. They have that little little glimmer of hope and it goes. But I thought that happened with the Raiders. They had their couple of wins, and it was like, oh, okay, they've all they've stepped up because of all the stuff going on, and then they lost a couple of games. But it, to consider they keep going through that cycle, it's not always easy to then get back into a winning, a, a couple of wins again. Um, they, you know, they played the Colts last week and beat them. I mean, all right, they've just lost to the Jags. We know that, but that at that point, it was like, wow, that's a, that's a that was a great win. They've got themselves in this situation. I still didn't expect them to beat the, Char- the Chargers, and they looked the better team for the most of that game. Like I, I unfortunately couldn't sleep for the first quarter in a bit. And yes, they just looked more composed initially. Mm. Um, obviously, I haven't seen much more of the quick highlights, but yeah, let alone this game, to do what they did and, and to win it, they could have bowed out and just tied it and just played really safe. But they went, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to win the game. And they did it. But to even just be in the playoffs is an incredible achievement. How far they go from here, I'd, it doesn't really matter. They've, this is a winning season for them because one, I said they'd probably struggle to get six wins because I just wasn't seeing it from the head coach down to the, the players. I know they have some good players. I just wasn't buying it. And mm. I still wasn't buying it once we got halfway through the season. But mm. they've shut me up. They've, they've done more than I thought they would anyway. I would have given they've lost their head coach, given the you know what happened with the... We all know what happened with their player, a couple of their players now. It's incredible. And it shows what good team chemistry can do and how far that can take you. And I can't even think who is the caretaker like head coach. I can't think of his name. It's a really cool name, but I can't think of it. Push. Rich Basaki or something like that. I think it's it's like something like that. Yeah, and and that's how bad it is because he deserves he deserves 
every plaudit he can get because yeah. I know it's not just him. It takes a team effort of coaches and players mm -hmm. for this to happen. But he stepped into the fire there where it could have absolutely gone. I know he had nothing to lose, but it could have gone absolutely wrong. And he's managed to get this team to do what they've done. It's not just the team. It's him needed it. And he deserves he deserves all the plaudits for that. So fair play to the Raiders. And, and to be fair, it's been a while since they've had anything to enjoy. So enjoy it. And, it, you know, who knows? Maybe they turn over the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals, have, they've hit a hot streak at the right time. And I fancied them to win that game. Who knows? It's the Raiders at the end of the day. Depends what Raiders turns up. It depends what Bengals turns up. And all you can do is get into the dance. And they've done it. So... Fair play. I didn't see it happening. And I think if I was a Raiders fan, I'd be over the moon, considering what they've gone through. Yeah, do you know what, James? I, I, I will join you in, in giving them the dues because they, they do deserve it. And I'll take my charges hot off for a second. But, <laughs> you know, the, the, I, I really like the way that you mentioned uh, composure and the way that they did look a bit more composed in the early throws of that game because they have come through some really, really close games. And it's almost like they've had that pressure, um, like over the past few weeks because they've been in really close games. You know, they beat the Cowboys in overtime. They beat the Colts was quite a close game. They beat the Broncos in quite a close game. The Browns was really close again. It's only really the Chiefs game recently where it's not been really close. So they've had that pressure. They maybe only like become a bit immune to it because they think, well, like you say, no one really backs them, as you've just said. They've had so much shit go on throughout the whole season. Then just like, well, let's just go out there and just play and just like, who cares? You know what I mean? And Daniel Carson going back to him again. I think he's hit seven or eight game winners now this regular season, which is incredible. You know, and the pressure that he must have, he mustn't, he mustn't feel it. You know, well, they're, again, they're a different breed, aren't they? Let's face it. Yeah. So yeah, no, give them the juice completely. And at the end of the day, like whoever makes it deserves to make it really, because over a season you can't really lie too much, can you? You know. Right. Um, and they, and they deserve it because obviously like you say it was yeah, a one-on-one yeah. -on -one matchup at the end of the season and they came out and beat the Chargers and fair play to them well we ran a poll at Andy didn't we <laughs> who was going to win out of yeah. this game and wasn't yeah. it like 85% said the Chargers mm. really yeah I, I feel like the Raiders are actually Derek Carr because you know <laughs> Derek Carr is an MVP layoff never, he's never going to be an elite level quarterback but he does get a lot of shit like he's not great and he, but he's solid he's a solid He's, he's a, an above average at best, but he's he's fine. If you've got a good running back, you've got a good scheme, he could definitely lead a team. He's the Jimmy Garoppolo type of quarterback where if it all clicks, he's got a bit of support, he can lead a winning season and get you to this situation. And he gets and he doesn't hide it very well. He doesn't he takes it very personally. Where Brady takes it personally and keeps it to himself and like prints it all out and puts it on walls and then just makes everyone burn after. Derek Carr comes out on Twitter and starts attacking people. But the difference is, I feel like he always feels like he's actually a good, solid quarterback who doesn't get the respect he deserves. And he probably doesn't. And I feel like the Raiders have been that team this year. That team that people are always like, oh, yeah, they started 3 0, including me, going, but who did they play? Because they didn't play much anyone early on. Then they lost two games, and you're like, okay, that's more like it. And it feels like every time they got a bit of a win, everyone's like, yeah, but it'll stop. And then they lose a couple of games. And then going into this, no one really believed the Raiders were going to win this. And, and that's not just our poll. I mean, we had 20,000 people on that poll, obviously. But <laughs> but generally, if you ask 10,000 fans, I'm pretty sure it'd be 80 plus percent of the set of charges. And, and, and rightfully so, to a certain extent. But the Raiders are actually a decent team. It's mm. just... There's been a couple of games where they haven't turned up, but they, they, I think you're right. I think as the season's gone on, they deserve to be in there. And when you look at the teams like Steelers, they definitely deserve to be there for me. That, that I'm not fair play to the Steelers. They've got there however they've got there. But I mean, the Raiders for me have worked a lot harder and probably deserve it a bit more. That's maybe a selfish opinion, but that's my opinion. So I'll, um, 
I do want to come back to the Steelers before we wrap it up, but just on the Daniel Carlson thing, because he's been getting a lot of attention, uh, and rightly so. Um, it's quite an incredible story. I don't. You might be aware that do you know who drafted him? Vikings, wasn't that? The Vikings drafted him in the fifth round. Of, I'm just reading his bio here. The fifth round of the 2018 draft. He was one of two kickers drafted along with Jason Sanders at the Dolphins. And then what happened to him was he played his debut against the 49ers and he was perfect, I think. I think he converted all of his extra point attempts at a field goal. We then played the Packers because it was just before, it was the day before my birthday. And he missed a field goal in regulation and he missed two in overtime, mm. which resulted in us tie in the game and we dropped him the next day. So we drafted him in the fifth round and he played two games. And I remember got rid of him. I remember Zimmer. Um I remember the press conference and whatever the question was, basically somebody asked him, will he be still with the organization? And Zimmer's response was, You saw the game. And that was it. And then the next the next day he was gone. And now he's probably one of the strongest or most highly rated kickers in the league. So and luckily the Vikings have got on and had no problems with kickers after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I mean it's fair enough if you have a bad game and nowadays kickers do lose their job. But when you've drafted someone as well, you'd think they would have put you know given a couple more chances. I mean at least the Bucks used to give them a season before they got rid of them. There you go. But yeah, I mean Steelers Lord knows how they've got there, but I can only put it down to Mike Tomlin being some kind of wizard at this point. <laughs> Has he got photos on like people or something? I just don't get it. Is it down to injuries elsewhere in the division, just meaning the wheels fell off for Cleveland, the wheels fell off for the Ravens? Wow, that's very cynical, really. Yeah, but it's the Steelers, isn't it? They are they are genuinely like a bad football team with a with a shell of Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback for them. Do you know what? I mean, I, I hope they win this weekend because they're playing the Chiefs. So I want the Steelers win so badly, but they're, they're not going to, which annoys me again. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I watch them every time I think that they're not going to win a game. They always either hang in it or they they nick it, and I'm just. And to be fair, you can't knock it because they do somehow find a way. But yeah. you feel like it's got to be predictable to play against Big Ben. But no one seems to master it. They they seem to keep him quiet to a certain extent. But he finds a way to... I don't know. Does it he feel, find a way? But he sort of seems like to. It feels like to me as well. Like You obviously have like... Think of like the top pass, rush, pass rushers in the, in the NFL and how much they get double teamed. It doesn't feel like TJ Watt gets double teamed nearly enough. No, I think that I saw a stat that actually says he isn't... He's certainly not the one of the most... Double teams players and bear in mind, he's I don't know, <laughs> I don't get watched. it, yeah. And it's not like they're, I mean, they are but obviously they're a good unit, but they're not exactly like you're gonna be like, Oh, we can't double team because they've got three other players. It's they've like, got Cam Hayward, haven't they? But they've got no other edge rusher who's coming off, no, there. exactly. You'd think they'd just at least start there. If, yeah. if Cam Hayward starts causing yeah. trouble, okay, we'll mix it up, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so many teams have been caught out by him. It just you just it wouldn't shock you, would it? If the Steelers somehow found a way to slow Mahomes down. And Big Ben somehow manages to run for two yards. You just don't know. The other thing, the other thing is, he's got. I think I looked it up yesterday because, and I was actually absolutely shocked. At, he's got seventy-two career sacks already. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's, that's what I mean. So I'm just thinking, well, he's not exactly a surprise anymore, is he? Why no, he's, he's got not, fifteen or yeah. fourteen sacks? I can't remember which way around it was. In the last couple of years, he's got fifteen and fourteen. Now he's got twenty-two and a half. Yeah. He's not an unknown quantity. Double team him <laughs> all the time. They Triple team him. Do whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, just put a whole <laughs> offensive line on it. But people yeah. like, the, I think the Bengals, not the Bengals, sorry, the Ravens are trying to, like, they put a tight end on him sometimes. Just like, come on, this is, this, yeah. do you want him to get the record? I <laughs> <laughs> tried. They, again, and especially for me, speaking from the point of view of somebody who didn't make the playoffs, you can only, you've got to give them credit. They got their, to get that team 9 7 and 1 is, is incredible. Um, my, I've said before on this podcast, my oldest brother's a Steelers fan, and we, we were kind of talking between the three, the three of us in the family. Uh, at the end of that game, he kind of looked like a man. He's so ready for retirement that he almost looked a little bit pissed off that he was having to come back and do this again. It was like, oh, fair enough. I'll, I'll go again. But he's just, I mean, he is, there's not much left in there. Is there enough to get him through another game? There should have been. I can't see it. Who knows? No, I'm, we'll I'm, not, I'm not ruling it out just simply because I'm, that's the sort of thing I'd rule out and it would definitely come true. But I can't see it. Can you do the reverse reverse jinx on it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you. It would be kind of funny to see to see the Patrick Mahomes Chiefs lose to the Big Ben Steelers, but yeah, I, I can't do it for you. And, you know, on the, from a sideline point of view, it does just add to this uh, reputation that Tomlin's got already. I mean, yeah. he's, he's just done an amazing job in that role. Um, mm. some, and it is kind of sometimes overlooked because they're not particularly nice to watch and they're not expected to go very far now. They've reached the postseason, but he's um, he's doing an amazing job. And um, people are asking him about the USC job. <laughs> they're in the... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what insult. <laughs> Before we obviously we're going to be back um we're going to be back further down the line with our wild card preview episode. Is there anything else from the last week's games that we need to talk about before we close it out? Who's the MVP? Me? Oh. I'm just Oh. <laughs> I didn't think that would get a good reaction from Andy to be fair but... it's hard to argue isn't it yeah no. well James obviously not for you I'm happy if you don't I'm happy if Brady doesn't win because it'll wind him up so yeah true very true <laughs> yeah. and of course James the Saints didn't make it so there's one for you it is I will tell you a quick story though because my mate at work is a Saints fan and he, do, he doesn't get a chance to watch the games necessarily so I kept laughing at him all day all day he was like Oh, tell me the scores so I told him I kept laughing at him so I went to go and try and book off Super Bowl the day after Super Bowl and then I found out I knew my manager was off I've, she said if you can get someone else to come into the office you can have the day off so I was okay I've got my, one of my other bosses to come down they said oh it's fine no worries at all you have to buy me dinner whatever blah blah I'm joking and I was like no it's fine got it book it off and so I sent it in she goes oh I didn't realise it was the 14th of Feb I was like oh why's that she went oh Dan's off as well my mate so she's like so obviously with me and Dan off you can't have it off. I was like, what? She went, is there a Super Bowl? Sorry, he said he was booking it off for the Super Bowl. So basically, <laughs> I've been laughing at him all day and now he's technically st- stolen the Super Bowl from me. So wow. She wow. went, it's all right, you can come in a couple of hours late if you want. Half ten. Yeah, brilliant, thanks. <laughs> two, so two, th- two things there, James. You're making the assumption that you're getting to the Super Bowl. Oh, no, 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 no. It's just, <laughs> I just enjoy the Super Bowl. I enjoy and having a few drinks. That's a that's a great power move from him. <laughs> it is. I just you know, he only put that in after you told him. And that, <laughs> wow, I'll show you. 
I, I wish he was that calculated, but um, I did find out it's his birthday as well. So oh. I, like, I, I can't really kick off about it. <laughs> but well, yeah, I, it would be great if he actually did go, I'm going to get my own back here and book it off, little shit. <laughs> that's going to be a long day for you, mate. Oh, yeah. I hope she doesn't expect me to do any work. She's not there, so oh well. I'm quite sure she doesn't listen to this either, so Luckily, say what I you want. So. <laughs> She's a lovely boss, aren't she? Well, that will do, I think. Um, I say we'll be back shortly with our wildcard preview episode. But until then, fellas, Lee, thank you very much for your time. No, thanks again. Thanks again for having we'll us. Speak yeah. to you very soon. See you in a few Take days. care, gents. We'll convene again shortly. Bye bye. Peace.